There's a fly in the room. I'm trying to get rid of it, lead it out the window. It knows I'm looking for it. And now I'm just sitting around. Oh, let's just hope that audio doesn't pick up the sound. What is happening guys, Danny Feng here, and today we're gonna look at three things that you can do to make your one take shots a little bit more interesting or to make it a little bit more dynamic. So before we get into it, a little background. One take shots has always been something that I was very attracted to and I'm still very attracted to it. So a lot of work like from Steven Spielberg, for example, you know, a lot of the one take things are just super gorgeous. Kind of puts the audience into this space with the actors without any cuts to disturb the experience that's happening on screen. Uh, you know, Spielberg's work that really inspired me to do that. I used to work for a company called Mahogany Sessions. If you don't know who they are, links in the description below. So essentially all their stuff that's on YouTube, it's all one take stuff. So I drew inspiration from that. Alongside with a lot of like other YouTube channels that have kind of the same format. So the first tip that I can give you guys is to explore foreground objects. So what do I mean by that? So when you're shooting something like, I don't know, like two artists, either singing or talking or whatever it is, just shoot it through something or something is in front of the camera. So like, for example, here's my phone. It could be like, uh, there's like me talking to someone and then there's just something like in, in frame, like in front of the frame, you know, with, with really nice like shallow depth of field and stuff like that. You get these interesting textures in front of the footage, which makes it a little bit more interesting, you know, shooting through stuff like glass or rails. If you have the rail like really close, it creates this interesting like reflections and things like that. So this technique you guys can use when, you know, there's a shot that's, you know, a little bit boring, a little bit stale, you know, nothing really is happening, you know, you can just add a little bit of like textures in front of the lens, subtle textures in front of the lens just to add a little bit um, of interest, a little bit of dirt, a little bit of grit. Number two, flares. Flares is an interesting one and I personally try not to overdo it, you know, flares if used too much can be too much. You know, there's a time and a place for it, you know, it's a very great way to kind of add texture again, you know, add something to the footage, you know, with like all these flare streaks and things like that. I personally like to keep it a little bit subtle. And again, this just goes back to foreground objects, but this time you're, you're not using objects, but you're using light. So what I like to do is if I'm shooting like outdoors, you know, like in a forest or something, you know, like it'll be, usually I try to integrate this flare aspect into the video, just to add a little bit of texture in my footage, you know, so like lightly coming from the side, just to bump up the contrast a little bit. Maybe just have something like glittering, and that usually just makes the footage a little bit more uh, dynamic. So this is a recent video that I did, and if you have a look at this part, you know, the guys are singing, everything's great, it's in the forest and stuff, but at this point when the camera just pans, you see that little flare thing that's happening over there? Little things like that just kind of just adds a little bit more extra movement in the footage. Just add a little bit of something over there. That I actually did it in post because I try to achieve that on the day trying to get the sun flare happening, but it, it wasn't as intense. So in post, I just went online and kind of found free flare, you know, stock footage somewhere, you know, and basically just added that as like an overlay and then like drop down the opacity to maybe like 50 or 40 just to add a little bit of something just over there, just to make that shot a little bit more interesting. I'm saying the word interesting a lot. Um, so I apologize if I keep saying interesting. Number three, this is a very common technique. You know, you can see it anywhere, but I mean, I don't really know the name of this technique. I'm 
if you guys know, drop it in the comments below. But I'm gonna call it today, I'm gonna call it, I'm gonna call it, I wish I called it, I'm gonna call it Object Connections. Let's call it that, Object, Object Connections. Let's go with that, so Object Connections. What is Object Connections? Essentially, it's, again, in some way, playing with foreground object, but this time, you're using objects in the foreground in such a way to connect from one shot and then use the object to lead to another, to lead to another framing. So for example, this shoot that I did quite a while ago, this frame starts with the female artist and she's singing, she's singing, and then slowly I pull focus to something that is more towards the front. And in this case, it's the guitar. The pace is a little bit slow, but the point is there. I focus on the guitar and I use that thing, I use the guitar as the foreground object to slowly move and direct the audience to where I want them to go next or for their eyes to, to go next, which is the male singer. So I use the guitar as the foreground object to direct people's eyes from one place to another. I, I mean, as opposed to a simple, you know, left-right pan kind of thing, which to me, that kind of movement, to me, it's a little bit boring. And in, in fact, for this specific video, so if you notice, like in the background, there's a big, big window. So by panning left to right, just a, you know, a classic pan left to right, uh, you know, there's gonna be a dead space of just looking into this window, which clearly is blown out. And I don't find that very interesting. So to go around that, I use the guitar as an object in front of frame, in the foreground, and use that as a way to lead the audience to the next part of the video. There you go, guys. Those are the three things that I wanted to share with you guys, things that I use when it comes to like one take kind of things. Yeah, so let me know what you guys think if, if there's any other kind of, oh, God damn, it got really dark. There goes my exposure. Let's put this up like this. Let's put it onto 1.4, a little bit white now. Uh, okay, anyway, so let's wrap this up. So, so if you guys found this video interesting, uh, if it helped you in some way, you know, let me know in the comments below if there are techniques that you guys use that, that you feel are, are, are techniques that could also help one take kind of setups. Uh, let me know in the comments below. I would love to hear your techniques other than these three techniques. I mean, those three techniques that I mentioned is basically foreground things. I'm sure there's many other things that you can do and many other things that I probably uh, completely washed over as well. But yeah, anyway, if you guys like the video, like the video, subscribe if you haven't, and I'll see you guys in the next video. And until then, keep on creating, keep on inspiring.